It is lights out and away we go. Hello, racers. Welcome to episode 24 of the Harder Soft F1 podcast. I am your host, Adrian Huff, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, RJ McCullough. Now, it's a pretty slow week. We don't have, like, a ton to talk about, but, of course, we're still going to be here, still making an episode. There's always things F1-related to chat about, and we're getting to some non-related F1 stuff that we'll get into. But uh, before that, RJ, how has your week been going, man? Well, you've sort of put me in a bit of a mental pretzel, Adrian, because first of all, just before we started recording, you told me you don't, you hate the look of AirPods and I'm wearing AirPods. So <laughs> try not to be self-conscious, but yeah, you, you put me through the Zambort challenge, which I have a video coming out for. That was a uh, mental torture. I'm so excited um, for that. So yeah. Quick trivia question for you, for your mentals. Okay. Number 24, episode 24, name an athlete that wore number 24 or wears number 24. Oh Jesus! 20, uh, hmm. Let me consult my brain really quick. Oh yes, your your brain. Yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking really hard. Uh, Means I, well, I know from I know from the MLB you've got uh, Willie Mays. You know he's probably like uh, one of the most iconic ones. Then you've got you know the I- icon Kobe Bryant. Uh, that's that's yeah. what I was thinking. But. Barry Bonds, Sam Jones. I mean, I could I could go on. Yeah, really. he could. Yeah. Yeah. My, with it's my amazing. extensive sports knowledge, you know, yeah. that was that was pretty impressive. I didn't think you'd have anything off the top of your head like that, but yeah, yeah. The, the lights changing on your screen was uh, <laughs> that was just a sign. Uh, so yeah, I did complete the Zambor challenge. It was but, a little yeah. harder than I thought it would be because the AI on F1 is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I tried just about every driver, just about every car within the parameters you gave me. I finally, finally got it done. So you can see a lot of me getting angry, but then a big celebration at the end. Um, I'm so excited. This is like our first like like game live action content. So I'm so hyped. Yes, it was it was fun. I'm very much hyped for doing the reverse to you. You oh, have God. to do. <laughs> I know yeah. we need somebody besides Max to fucking win already. Yes. But on the topic of F1 stuff that happened in the last week, uh, I have s- since upped my Lewis Hamilton fandom, and I don't know how you're going to match this. I can't really put this on you to match, but your guess was that it was merch. And it's not merch. It's a type of merch, I guess you could say, but it's more of a permanent type of merch. So let me just try and move up here. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, I know it's still I rise, but I guess still we rise. So that's my second tattoo. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> there we go. Holy shit! Yeah, my, my mom and my brother also got still we rise related tattoos. So family, that's why we did we. Oh my god, that's fucking awesome, dude! Yeah. Holy shit, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> Damn, that is dedication right there. I fucking love it, dude. Because obviously you fucking love Lewis, and Lewis deserves it. I love Lewis. Uh, I choose to root for Max Verstappen because I love him as well. But God damn it, you just I, I love it. You're a goddamn legend. And as soon as as soon as this episode goes live, we're posting that to all the <laughs> social medias like right. I, you're well, I can't post it to Reddit, but maybe you can. I True, can post yeah. it to our other accounts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll get Lewis's attention. Even Dude, though it's not yeah. the exact quote. It's close enough. No, um, that's that's fucking awesome, dude. That's that's amazing. I per, I do not have any tattoos, but I have always wanted to get one. I've just never really known 
or I, I've had ideas, but I've 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 always said that I would not get one until I was certain that I you know wanted it forever. And oh. uh, also, I'm not a very good artist, so I want to pay somebody to draw something for me. But <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, you don't you don't do the art yourself. You just kind no. of tell them what you want. They like you email them or contact them. Give me the idea. They kind of work on the drawings for you. Yeah, because I'm God, not a dude. good artist either. But uh, you could get a nice little, like super max, you know, something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah definitely ass. something Red Bull related. I, maybe I'll wait till he secures another world championship till I go bragging. <laughs> Seems like it is on the horizon. It does. Um, actually, that's a perfect segue to one of the other things I was going to bring up later. Um, now this is a little hoaxy, but. There's an article that explains what, how there's this little uh, pattern that could be repeating itself from the history of F1. So in 2004, Michael Schumacher won his seventh world title. Oh, and then shit. in 2005 and 2006, Fernando Alonso won back-to-back titles. So the, what's following that is now in 2020, Lewis Hamilton won his seventh world seventh. title. 2021, Max Verstappen won his title. 2022, he's going to win again. So that'll be just like Alonso winning back-to-back. And I'll put the graphic in here so it makes more sense. But So we'll have, just like 2004 through 2006, we'll have someone winning their seventh, and then someone winning back-to-back. If Max wins back-to-back, like it appears he's going to. Okay. And then after that, what happened was Kimi won his first title with Ferrari. So if Charles wins his first title with Ferrari next year, next year. then it's really onto something. And then after that, Lewis won his first title with McLaren. So that could be Lando <laughs> the year after. Or, or Oscar Piastri. <laughs> or so. what year would that be? 2024? Yeah, let's see. 22, 23, Maybe 24, Lewis. yeah. Maybe Lewis goes back to McLaren and gets another okay. title. <laughs> Who knows? And then it was Jensen with Braun, that's, which is now Mercedes. That could be George. And then wow. Seb- and Seb won four straight, so who knows who that could be. But, yeah. Just Damn. interesting. Something to keep an eye on. You know, mm-hmm. Not really too realistic. But if Max wins this year and then Charles wins next year, then wow. Pays a big bet on Lando to win the year after. <laughs> or Oscar Piastri, whoever. Oh, my God. That's, that's fucking like, wild. Yeah. Um, quickly on Lewis. Not really too much. But he was a, there was a Vanity Fair article. I believe it was Vanity Fair. Uh, article about Lewis. Um, well, he was interviewed in the article, um, and he actually talked a lot about Abu Dhabi and uh, how he's feeling before, during, and after, and kind of like stuff during his upbringing. And uh, yeah, it was a really good read. I'm not going to go through all the main points on here because it uh, would take a long time, and I'm pretty biased, so I'd kind of just be gushing. But yeah, give it a read if, if you can. And he really does talk a lot about Abu Dhabi, which is the first time I've really seen him go in depth on it and and there's other people involved like around him and how they dealt with it stuff like that so that was a good read um yeah i don't know anything before we get into the piastri and Danny rick there was a funny f1 tiktok uh it was kind of more cool than funny actually it was someone did like a rendering of a, a recreation of the f1 song as a wedding theme <laughs> and it sounded pretty sick so i'll put that in the video and then, uh, yeah, so now we can talk. Let's move on to Gastry and Danny Rick. Um, first thing, I guess, Danny Rick, he reportedly wants $21 million. I don't know if that's American or pounds or whatever, but $21 million to be bought out of his contract. Um, and 
Yeah. So first thoughts on thoughts on that. Um, I think it's a, a very large number. <laughs> obviously, um, I'm very quickly seeing if I can see. Uh, so uh, his current he's currently being paid 17 million per season. So, I mean. I I mean it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean these guys get paid like a ridiculous amount of money, and if what we know to be true about his contract is that if McLaren do not want the, him driving for them next season, then he will have to be bought out. And how that number is determined, I don't know. I think it's fair. I mean you're depriving a driver of a season that he's contracted for, so obviously pay them their you know base salary. And if there's any additions to that, then I guess that's up to McLaren, but God, I'm just, we, we were talking about it, just like the possibilities of what this could turn into. And there's like an, another theory that they might like get off on technicalities and like, let him go like the first day of the season. I mean, that is like some conspiracy theory level bullshit, but like it's, I mean, Zach Brown may want to save 17 million. I don't know. Uh, it's just, I don't I guess they would only have to pay him for that first race because, like, that $17 million is paid out per race, like, over the course of the season. So, I actually, I forget. I wish I had saved the comment. Somebody one time kind of broke down, like, how much money they made, like, per lap every weekend. It's very interesting. I'll, I'll try to find that for next week if uh, if you remind me. But, yeah. yeah, good for him. Get your bag. Yeah, no, I agree. Because uh, you think about it, like... If you make 17 million a year, plus then the, I don't know what the term would be, like the severance or mental anguish they putting they're putting it through, is worth an extra four million dollars, sure. Yeah. And like, for us laymen, that sounds like an absolutely absurd, ridiculous amount of money that we could live the rest of our lives on happily for. Yeah. But I think to McLaren, it's not an absolutely ridiculous. Like, they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year, so I think if they feel like they can bring in a future star in Oscar, then that they also think they can probably recoup that money pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, if Piastri turns out we can be. So I, I could see them definitely doing that. Um, be a shame for Danny, but if he lands with another team, then he's getting paid 17 million plus whatever he gets there. So be pretty fucking could sweet. work out well. And then he, who knows, he could even be at a car like Alpine could very well be just as good or if not better than McLaren next year, if things continue. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, another thing that I kind of like forgot that hasn't really been mentioned too much in this is an obvious thing, but like uh, Oscar Piastri is Australian. Like he mm-hmm. loves Danny Ricardo. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird dynamic that he's going to be replacing him. I mean, they must have been having conversations between the two of them because I don't think Piastri would want to be going in burning a bridge with his potential hero. So <laughs> that's, I don't know. I haven't really seen many people talk about that, but it's. Yeah. Definitely, a, like if it was two Canadians or, or whatever, like or two Americans, it would definitely be getting more, mm-hmm. uh, more talk. But yeah, I guess on uh, on Oscar, do we really have? There hasn't really been too much updates, other than um, we found out why. Sort of like I guess the title of the article was like why Piastri isn't going to sign with Alpine. But we the kind of takeaway I had it from it, I think you had it from it too, was more so that Alpine kind of left the door open for him to leave if yeah. this report is true so do you want to maybe um go over that if you can remember it yeah as i think the best way to describe it in a way that i can understand it 
is that they the original option was that he had like a certain amount of like uh, practice uh, laps that he would be doing. And like there's a certain amount of time that was allotted in his contract for him to like get time in the car. Uh, I'm not sure if that number was hit, but there was another part that was sort of comparing it like it. they didn't really. I don't even it's so hard to describe they sort they had the contract through the f1 driver academy and it was not like directly linked to oscar so that may be how he's like legally able to sort of just like get out of this because alpine seemed pretty certain that they their contract was you know locked in but uh we're kind of finding out now that i uh, i mean his uh his manager mark weber seems pretty certain that everything is going smoothly so uh yeah i mean i if you if you read uh something else as well in addition to that feel free to add on but it's it's strange yeah the whole thing is kind of getting bogged down in like legal talks but like it kind of seems like the latest i'm hearing is that alpine is they are suing or whatever the case may be but it seems like at this case at this point they just are looking to get some sort of financial compensation. They're not yeah. necessarily expecting to get Oscar, which, hey, if that's such a case, then true. But yeah, like, um, just to tie that in, like, I was watching, um, so Alex Albon had a Reddit AMA. So I yep. just was looking at that to see if anything funny happened. Um, but then someone mentioned that Oscar Piastri had one in April. So I went back to watch that because it was like he responded on YouTube to the videos or to the questions just to see if there's anything that, like, tied in. Um, and he mentioned like so many times to the point where you could tell it was kind of bugging him that he's like, oh, I'm not, you know, like I don't, I'm not an F1 driver. Like I'm, I'm no, I don't have a contract. I don't know what I'm doing next year stuff like that. And this was well before it even happened. But the quote that was interesting <laughs> to me, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there was a question like, um, I'll just sum it up and I can put the clip in. But basically he was asked, like you're, you're compared a lot to like Charles Leclerc and George Russell um, because they, have the same path they won f3 they won f2 they and then they got to f1 um like does that put a lot more pressure on you and he basically said like no it doesn't really put more pressure on me um but if you look at george and you look at charles like they're doing really well and they're on ferrari and mercedes like two of the top um and most like historic or most like basically just like two of the best top teams in f1 forget the exact term you use but and that seemed like, like something that was very important to him so that kind of tells like Again, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but just on that, that would kind of speak to me that he want like that makes sense to me that he would rather go to McLaren. Oh yeah, than to Alpine. Even though Alpine is was Renault and there is a history there, like McLaren has a incredible history. And if you were to say like if you were to take a whatever ten thousand foot, if you were to take like a ten year look at the future of F1 and say like what teams realistically do you think could challenge for a championship? Aside from Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes, I, I think everyone realistically would say McLaren's the number yeah. one option. So, yeah, that's sort of all I had on Piastri. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very like weird. I thought it would be figured out by now, to be honest with you. Like, it's sort of dragging out. Um, it is. We had you told me something about Gasly that that's, that's been, rumors been put to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really not much else. I guess we're still waiting on Mick for Haas to resign Mick. Right. I heard one thing that was people were um, kind of 
reading the tea leaves that Haas wasn't wasn't going to re-sign Mick because they there was a quote that they weren't in negotiations. But Gunther or someone else at Haas said, like, with what's going on now with Alonso filling the seat at Aston Martin, and I think he probably knows who's going to Alpine and McLaren. He basically was insinuating that there's no real rush to sign right. Mick because there's no other seat really available. So they're mm-hmm. kind of like backed off negotiations for a little bit, kind of see, just let things cool. So I don't know. I, th- I think it would be a mistake to let Mick go. I don't think they're going to let him go. I think uh, there, there were rumors that he was looking for a seat with another team and maybe people were throwing around Aston Martin. I don't know if I buy that. I have no idea what team it would have been, but perhaps he maybe like Haas sort of knew that he was like looking elsewhere and they're like probably not against re-signing him, but they're like, look, yeah, we're going to wait. You know, we're not going to jump yeah. and see. Cause I mean, fuck if Daniel Ricardo ends up with no seat, I mean, would he rather go to NASCAR, IndyCar or Haas? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, but yeah, it's been, it, like you said, it's been dragging out. We definitely still do not have definitive answers on the Piastri thing. I'm very, very excited for once this all settles and we can hopefully get like word about all this from the drivers themselves. I want to hear them talking about it just besides other drivers who aren't involved, like jokingly tweeting like about the drama. I want to know like about, I want to know from the people who are involved, but that's a good, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I, I, I agree with you that McLaren's definitely up there and that that makes sense. Uh, even though this year, it looks like, or it feels like the Alpine is a better car, at least this year. But I'm sure McLaren's on the right path with these regulations to at least have a competitive car by 2020 or 2024 at the latest, hopefully next year. But yeah, uh, I, yeah. Uh, before we move on the Gasly thing, that the whole this whole thing spawned from a rumor from this one website it was so, like motorsport.com something like that it's not exact don't quote me on that uh they were quoted saying that gasly was looking for contracts and that he was not officially signed yet but you know we had seen word that he had been signed with alpha Tauri, and that uh original source put out an article today saying that they have been misquoted and that the quote that they have been or that's been tossed around about Gasly is from two weeks before he signed. So there's pretty much no chance that Gasly will not be at AlphaTauri unless he's for some reason decided to completely illegally break his contract with Red Bull or, you know, come up with some incredibly damn career damaging loophole. I don't know. So that is just like pretty much been put to bed. So, I mean, it's likely that Daniel is going to go to Alpine, but who do you who do you potentially see in Alpine if Daniel does not go there? Uh, Mick, I mean, unlikely, but who else? That's yeah. It really just seems like it's. I think you're frozen there. I'm just gonna wait you out. Five, four. Yep, you're back. Uh, you like I don't know. I think it's uh it's kind of a foregone conclusion that Piastri is gonna go to McLaren. So carry the one uh it seems like uh danny rick's gonna go to alpine in, in return but like i guess there's no one else really in f1 right now that i could see going there like maybe like giovanazzi comes back <laughs> i was literally i Italian swear Jesus? Um, i 
Dude, I swear to God, I was about to say Giovinazzi. I swear to God. Because I saw a post about him awesome. today. And it, yeah, me too. You, <laughs> I, I was reading in the comments, and it was someone was like, this has got to be Giovinazzi's PR team putting this shit out to try to like <laughs> drum up excitement about him. But I would love to see him come back. Not if it means no Daniel. But, God, I mean, imagine Albon and Giovinazzi at Williams. That'd be sick. It would be. And then, yeah, I don't know who else. It's a very interesting. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to wrap my brain around what could happen if it's not uh, Daniel. I think that'll be fascinating. I think probably part of the reason, other than the legal stuff, why it's taking so long is because they're trying to work out. Much like last year, Mercedes were trying to work out a seat for Bottas before they announced that they were signing Russell. Yep. I think McLaren is probably trying to do the right thing here. I hope so. Over Danny completely, because if, like we discussed earlier, if they do that out clause thing, where they just like bring him along to preseason testing and then fire him at the first race, would yeah, a that would just be an awful move. But also, like it's a bad look for them. And then also, also, then they don't get to give their set others like their real real slick second driver, say it's Piastri in this case. They don't. He doesn't get to do any of the preseason testing or getting used to. The tracks and stuff so then he's behind so yeah it just doesn't doesn't make sense that they would do that but you never know it is f1 um but yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> and we're in the silly season yeah so um, on the topic of like those tweets did you have anything else on yes. that no uh, i okay. was gonna i was gonna move on unless you had something else i no, i have in. a i have a random uh thing about lewis i was gonna bring up to you oh let's go tell me um, I'm not, you probably saw this post. Uh, there was this, uh, this girl on Reddit that posted pictures. She managed to get a selfie with every single driver on the grid. I think at Hungary, I'm not positive. Um, her username is you slash accomplished, accomplished Aoli. Uh, so she posted pictures of all the drivers and people were asking certain questions and somebody asked who was the most genuinely nice person or the nice driver you met. And she said, Lewis, she said that he was just like extremely genuine cared or seemed to care like about her. Not that the other drivers didn't, but he just was very genuine and just was just like an incredibly humble, amazing dude. So just another, I, that I just remembered reading that. uh, So I went and found the post. So I wanted to, (laughs) <laughs> read that to oh, you good. just all good Lewis news this week oh yes um, but yeah we're talking about the <laughs> we're kind of hoping to see because as, as great as it was when Oscar Piastri initially tweeted that uh, rejection of Alpine yeah. everyone has kind of taken that template and run with it into the <laughs> yeah. ground but there was one last one that I saw that and I'll read it it might not make sense first then I'll explain it there's one last one out of the left field that I saw that I never would have seen these two worlds collide. So, Call of Duty tweeted out, we understand that with our agreement, Infinity Ward, which is I guess the company that makes Call of Duty, have announced they designed a Grand Prix map as part of the Modern Warfare 2 beta. This is right, and the map will be playable for the 2022 beta. We will be playing on Grand Prix in Modern Warfare 2 this year. So, basically, there's a new map, I guess, coming to Call of Duty, for multiplayer that is based around the Singapore track. And like the video of it is awesome. It's like the Marina Bay circuit. Yeah. Uh, like, cars on fire. 
in the pit lane, like you're in the pit lane, and their cars that look exactly like F1 cars, but they don't have like the license for F1. So, um, and then there's cars going around on the track. Like it's actually like looks pretty sweet. Oh my so, god, that yeah, I can't believe I didn't see that. That's I'm gonna immediately watch that when we finish this. Saw, that's fucking yeah. awesome. I'm a I, I'm a I'm a I'm a gamer. Uh, <laughs> that's so cringy to say. I've but I've I've not played a lot of Call of Duty lately. I did buy the Modern Warfare that came out in 2019. That's what originally spawned Warzone. Uh, played that for a couple of months. Had a lot of fun. Uh, then it stopped, of course. And I haven't played any Call of Duty since because they've all looked shitty. Uh, but oh my god, back in the day, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, like great times some horrible things i heard online in the, <laughs> yeah. the game chat but Shout god that's, that's yes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> I, I heard him a few times back in the day <laughs> yes a couple couple of bips on there that's but, awesome uh, I'm, yeah. I'm i tempted haven't to played in a few years either but that makes me want to play it oh um, fuck yeah yeah that's cool i think yeah, I also went through a big Call of Duty phase, and then during the pandemic, I got back into it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's just so hard if you haven't played, like, in a while, or, like, just to pick it up, and then people haven't played the game for, even if it's a new game, for months, like, they yep. just, the like, it's such a steep curve, because then they it have is. all the things unlocked or whatever, but... It, it can um, be infuriating. Yeah, so that was cool. The trailer for it was really cool. Um, I think... Call of Duty fans will think it's cool, but also F1 fans will think it's cool. So I'm interested to hear like the process of how they landed on doing it centered around an F1 track and like in the pit lanes and stuff. But then also, or like the paddock and stuff, but also uh, like how they decided on Singapore specifically, like Marina Bay. Yeah, and a great way to announce it. I mean, that's just such weird worlds yeah. colliding. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> like there's no way that they happened, like they started doing this after the piazza yeah. like they just happened that the timing kind of worked out so yeah that was really cool um, i think that's really cool is vegas has potentially the, a date leaked for next year's race so go ahead and tell the people it is going to be the second to last race before abu dhabi i'm not sure of the exact dates but 16th to 18th november november yes and it's they're designing it the times to where after the race, like all the activities are going to end around 1 a.m. Pacific time, I think. So I believe it's midnight Vegas time. I think that's when they're going to be trying to wrap things up. So it is going to be so entertaining. I cannot wait for all the TikToks. Hopefully we're there. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, 2023 Vegas. That would be fucking amazing i've never been to vegas but it just sounds like it's going to be a fucking blast and you uh brought up an interesting possibility of like what if the title was decided in vegas it's like yeah jesus christ that'd be so fucking crazy i'm not gonna make it to abu dhabi (laughs) especially like if it's red bull like their parties like they're notorious for throwing like insane parties yeah so if they win in vegas like they may now god look out sergio's wife yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that's just amazing and even if it's not decided there like if it goes on it's it would be back-to-back weekends because they want to have the calendar finished before december so it would be wow. that weekend and then the next weekend abu dhabi and then the season would be done so that'll be awesome and they have that uh the, so the plans could still change but the letter of intent from liberty dice i guess liberty media has detailed blah, 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 as a target date, with the place on the calendar being secured until 2027. 
So oh. this isn't just going to be a one-off thing. Like, and it's on the strip, as we already know. So this could be this could be awesome. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think a change from I don't know. Not that the tracks near the end of the season are bad, but just kind of mixing it up, I think it'll be good to absolutely change that. So yeah, as I'm long as excited. as long as we don't lose Spa, we can lose oh, France. God, no. As long as we don't lose Spa, I'll be I'll be fucking pissed. But you talked about this when we first brought up Vegas being announced that there is going to be like a dedicated like like a building to where there's like going to be simulators and like merch and just like all like just a big F1 space. I don't know if it's going to be like a like a gift shop esque, but something you would see like at a Universal Studios park or something, or something in Vegas, I guess. Uh, but I would love to also be able to check that out, get into like a real racing sim. That just sounds like so cool and sounds like an amazing opportunity to just continually grow the sport in North America. So I'm I'm so hyped. I agree. And then yeah, even if we can't get tickets because it'll probably be nuts, so we probably have to rely on getting a media pass. So if, we, if we can't get a media pass. <laughs> Uh, even just like going, being in the city that that week, that weekend would be so cool. Because as I learned in Montreal, like the events around everything are just as cool as mm-hmm. uh, just the vibe. Like the F1, especially in Vegas, would be amazing. So yeah, we'll we see. Get we'll a see room how the podcast goes, but yeah, that, the that's track. the tough. Yes, <laughs> and then you just watch from there. Then that'll be the expensive part. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, on the topic of losing Spa, uh, Max Verstappen was asked. This kind of ties in. He was asked about like if he if there's any changes he would make to F1, um, and like most of them are technical stuff like how heavy the cars are. But he also said uh, less races, and he said much like I do on F1 20 on the F1 video game when I'm choosing my calendar. And I wonder where that's where this exact number comes from because he definitely plays. Well, he's he knowingly plays F1 video games, all sports racing video games. 16, yes. He yeah. wants it to be 16 races, and his quote was. Just pick all the good tracks. Leave all the others out. <laughs> <laughs> Such a max quote. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so we'll fuck, fuck Silverstone, fuck, yeah. fuck Japan. Anyone the Mercedes has an advantage on, get them out of there. Exactly. But yeah, just do Austria like 16 times. Yeah. Even though we didn't win this year, but yeah, yeah. that would be good. That's what he would want. So I was gonna like go through the calendar and try to pick out which like seven tracks he doesn't want, but yeah, I don't know. But it uh, it's just <laughs> interesting That's that funny. he. You would think that, especially how much money they're making now, like, I get it that it was part of why Seb is retiring, to spend more time with his family. But, I don't know, I'm kind of surprised. I'm sure it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I'm kind of surprised that Max would want less races, because then also gives you less of, uh, like, as a competitor, the more races there are, the more chances he has to win, so the more he can actually determine his fate. Like, it's up to less luck if there's more races in the Drivers' Championship, you know what I mean? Because, right, yeah, yeah, if you have, like, three DNFs over the course of the year, if there's 16 races, that could really affect you. But if there's 22, 23, 24, then it wouldn't. Right, I mean, yeah. It, it takes away, or it gives you more of a chance, I guess. But, yeah, for the good teams. There's more of a gap for the bad teams. Yeah. I could see an argument for both. I mm-hmm. think it's it's interesting, actually. The first, like, seven seasons of Formula One back in the 50s had less than 10 races. Yeah. So it's just, like, very interesting to just watch how the sport has progressed. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I know I've I've read interviews of Bottas and Lando, Checo, uh, Le- Latifi. They lots of drivers are open about wanting less races and they take Latifi's uh, opinion into a yeah consideration shocking. on that one. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's it's, another it's seat that'll be open. Yeah, he, his his seat's going to be open, but I I can understand not 
wanting i mean as a fan i want as many races as possible but i do think i think 22 is a good number i mean i would even be okay with like 20 i think 16 is a little low for the way the sport is uh nowadays but an interesting thing i i read about max though uh this might have come from albon's ama this was from albon uh in an interview he was just talking about just how calm max is and how he just like has just such a don't give a fuck attitude he says that he, he instead of like you know because like on drive to survive you'll see like them doing like the prep of doing like the lights and the, catching the balls and you know doing all these like quick reaction exercises but he says that max just opens fifa packs and plays fifa <laughs> before qual before qualifying yeah <laughs> and, i saw a response to that but like yeah. lewis said like he would do that he did that before some race like just before they got in the car he was he was playing he looked over and max was playing yep. fifa and then it was poor quality and then max went and set like he won. He got on pole, like set like the fastest record, fastest mm-hmm. lap at that track of all times. It's like that is do? that is why I I love him so much. It's just like, I mean, that is <laughs> that's just so fucking badass to me. It's yeah. at the same time though, you know, there's guys that are like spending every second, te- you know, like preparing, but then you've just got this motherfucker who is playing fucking FIFA and then goes and sets yeah. gets on pole. So. Funny though, because in the the Vanity Fair Lewis article, they're mentioning that when he came in F1, uh, one of the things that he would get plaque for is like he would like to go and party. Like he was a young single guy, like yeah. friends with celebrities and stuff. And then they would say like F1 people, we don't do that. Like if there's a race next week, like we're staying, we're in our hotel room, we're we're going to bed early, blah blah blah. And like over the years, he's like he told them when he signed with Mercedes, one of those things was like, let me do me, and if I don't do well, then you can change that. But if I'm winning and winning you guys championships then like let me do me and he's like change that then now like everyone like kind of goes out and parties and doesn't necessarily just go over and over the specs and the technicalities and all that which right. kind of makes sense like you kind of you do need like a break from anything you're doing you can't just do anything 24 7 you need some sort of outlet so interesting that uh for lewis it was going out and picking up supermodels and for max it's playing fifa <laughs> <laughs> i guess I that's kind it. of the changing of the times too yeah i love it too um but we can get to the dreaded Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, I I had just a couple of in, just very quick. It's, okay. it's not a, it's not an episode of Harder Soft if I don't bitch about Ferrari. Um, Binotto doubled down once again on his no need to change because uh, last week I think we were mentioned that quote where he's like, "There's nothing to change." He doubled down on that. And said that uh, that it's basically just bad luck that they are not winning, and that he also kind of doubled down on the not wanting to, or that they're not like the goal is not to win the drivers and the constructors, basically. Which is, I mean, it, there's no way that he wasn't thinking that at the start of the season. It's just bonkers to me. And um, I have I, I read. I found this little uh, a comment about this film is that Ferrari have been their thing is that it's never Ferrari's fault. <laughs> you know, some they might blame the driver if they're like, oh, it was just a mistake by the driver. Them, you know, the they're gonna, you know, Charles is gonna not do that again, or you know, just he he makes so few mistakes. It's never the car, or it's bad luck. It's never the car, and Ferrari's always been like that, and they just carry themselves with this just like essence of just like we are success 
when the last time they had like a good winning streak, it was not because of Ferrari. It was because of the people that forced their way into Ferrari and for it was like they had to force Ferrari to win a championship, which is why we'll always God that that if we've talked about it before, but that Michael Schumacher documentary on Netflix is one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, back in the year 1966, there is a film titled Grand Prix. And there's a joke in that film about Ferrari never blaming themselves and always being pompous and just being like always in the right, basically. Like they riff on Ferrari in that movie. And that is just so funny to me that 60, almost 60 years later, it remains the same. So crazy. That's all I have to say about Ferrari. <laughs> no, that's nice. And on the topic of Bonato, uh, someone, I don't know if it was on Reddit or in our group chat, posted there's someone did like a Photoshop of Mr. Bean, his face on Bonato. <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> you got to put that in. So, yeah, that'll be in there too. But um, yeah, before we get to our podium this week, uh, I'm curious what you think of the break. We're like, I don't know, a week, two weeks in almost. What do you think? Are you, are you enjoying the, the little bit of a break, summer break here? Or are you are you over it? How are you feeling? No, I want more. I want more races. I hate the break. <laughs> okay. All right. It's Fair so enough. boring. That's I'm clinging to drama to keep me entertained. Yes. I, w- I want racing. But yes, I understand. Got to have a break. Yeah. If we went down to 16 races, this would be a regular thing. So we can't have that. We can't have like one average of one race a month. What about second that. summer break? <laughs> yeah, exactly. About spring break, yeah, no, we can't do that. <laughs> no. So, what else we got? I got spring. We can get to our weekly podium. podium. Our yes. new segment. We started last week. Our last mm-hmm. week's podium. Our first podium was the best sports to watch on television. And let's let me check our our Twitter to see because we put out a poll for people to vote for um, our specific picks. And uh, we got a couple of votes. You know, our Twitter, we don't have, like, the most followers, but you got all the votes you won. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Your your top three was NHL, UFC, and college football. Mine was NFL, tennis, and NBA. And I I, I even said it in the episode. You definitely, definitely got the right picks on that one. That You knocked it out of the park. But, yes, what are we doing this week? It was. This week, we are doing best fast food chain and this one there's a lot more strategy and i think i mean i also like to eat but i think there's more of a level playing field here so uh you went first last week so i'm gonna go first this week do it yeah there's a little more strategy this week in where you're going to take your picks if i think you're going to take them Mm -hmm. um if you want to choose your favorite or what you think is the best that's that's up to you it's just we'll see who comes up with the best team of three okay so i can decide where i want to go here I know I've got I've got a little list in front of me. <laughs> got a list too, and I have what I them ranked. But then it's like, do I think Adrian's gonna take that one? Do I want to save that one? Hmm. I, well, I'll go ahead. I'm just gonna go with. It's not my number one on my list, but I'm taking it first because I want to get it just in case you take it. I don't think you will, but just in case. My number one pick in the best fast food chain draft is. Taco Bell. I knew it. <laughs> I love 
Taco Bell. I could eat Taco Bell every day. The tacos, apparently they have good breakfast, but I just, even just like their simple tacos, I mean, the menu is unbelievable. They always have new things coming in. The Doritos tacos, their desserts. The chicken tacos. Just, oh, everything there, unbelievable. Obviously not very good for you. Yes. Even like the their hot sauce is really good. Oh, oh I yeah. love me Taco Bell. So that's pick one, one. That's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> I, I I also enjoy Taco Bell. I've I'm I think I'm gonna hit you with a curveball. I was gonna have this be my first pick, but I'm I'm gonna save it because I don't think you're gonna go with another taco place. And I actually I was telling you before there I I there might be a chance that at least two of my picks are not even in Canada. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> okay. So oh my god, this is tough. Number one is. It's Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is, it's gay hate chicken, but it's so good. Uh, of course, I don't agree with anything that Chick-fil-A, I don't agree with anything that Chick-fil-A stands for, but oh my God, I, we, we ate there last night. I'm not even going to lie. It, it is so good. I don't know. Have you ever had Chick-fil-A? Oh yeah. It's delicious. Okay, it's like the best chicken sandwich. I think they're way better than Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Not to give any tip of any picks or anything but i like their chicken sandwich better than popeye's chicken sandwich popeye's is good they're they're like boneless wings are amazing but i don't go to popeye's very often chick-fil-a is just there's it is so good i like everything there uh and their milkshakes are ice and their ice cream is really good too (laughs) they're pretty recent like we don't have them everywhere here in canada we just got our first one in toronto maybe like three four years ago that's awesome And for the first like six months maybe like four months that they were open. It was all day, every day, except for Sunday, obviously there'd be a lineup around the block to get in the place. And even still, it's always, always packed. Yep. Um, oh yeah. It's great. Dude. I'll tell you every single Chick-fil-A, like there's, there's probably three Chick-fil-A's within 30 minutes of my house there. If I went to one right now, there's a line to the road. Yeah. It is always so busy, but they, I don't know how often you go to Chick-fil-A or how they do the drive-through in Canada, but they do not use like the menu with the speaker anymore. That's just all for show. They have two lanes and they have people out there with iPads okay. walking up to cars and taking yeah. their order. It is like so streamlined and they've got that shit down. Like you oh, do. can have 40 cars in front of you, but you won't be waiting more than like 15 minutes. It is amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. They do that here too. Like in the store, even you don't even if you're waiting in line, they go through the line with an iPad yep. or whatever and put the order. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, got that thing down to a T. So that's your first first pick. So now you get to go again. Snake oh shit, you're right. Oh no. Uh okay. I'm not gonna go. Oh man. I I, I want to give one honorable mention at the end of this. Because yeah, it's, re- it's, it's really tearing me up inside. Okay. At the end. Uh, my number two pick is Panda Express. Ooh. Didn't expect that. Okay. We I, have that here. It is very good. I love Panda Express. I, I just love Asian food is like even even like the lowest tier, which is Panda Express. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Chinese food, Japanese food. It, I love it all. It's so good. And the... Yeah. Orange they'd chicken chow mein. They'd be like, that's not Chinese food or Japanese food. But to it's us, American. it is. It's American, Americanized, and it's delicious. We don't have that many of them here. I don't even know if we do. But oh, I really? definitely have been to one before. Yeah. Hibachi. I also love hibachi. That's, that's great. Yeah. 
Is that fast? That's not fast food, or is there no. a chain called hibachi? Okay, I was gonna say that's like the sit-down thing where they they do have like they do have like some like fast food hibachi places here, but I don't think they have drive-throughs, and it's just as expensive as most hibachi places. So yeah, so <laughs> not really. Point? Yeah. Okay, so you went. <sighs> okay, so now I've got uh, my second pick, and this is my first overall, really, but I. Knew you wouldn't take it because of your disdain for this particular chain, but there's no, there's just wow. no doubting the fact that it, McDonald's is the number one. Wow. <laughs> no doubt in this world. I Breakfast, was wondering if you were going to pick it. over, <laughs> afternoon, on a road trip, after after you do some McDonald's, it always it always gets you. It can be, uh, yeah, they have pretty good ice creams and desserts and stuff. They do. Big Mac is one of the best fast food burgers of all time, in my opinion. And it's just they're everywhere. Pretty much every country in the world that's a decent country has a McDonald's. <laughs> you know what you're getting. Some of them, they're probably better outside of America than anywhere. Like, America probably is the worst McDonald's. Oh, we do. World. We 100% um, do. Because I've watched videos of people in Canada or, like, China or the UK. And they've got, like, McDonald's look awesome there. Like, legitimate, like, not high quality and stuff, but, like... Whenever you come down to visit, I'm taking you to a McDonald's so you'll see what I'm talking about. It is right. awful here. It's terrible. It's pretty good here. I mean, it, it's still like considered like greasiest, like grossest. Oh, one, I've had good I mean, McDonald's. Trust I me. yeah, I, I it's a definitely a big with my brother and I. Whenever we're we've had a big night out or something McDonald's. on like a Saturday, Sunday when we wake up, we're ordering McDonald's. It's the perfect hangover food. It soaks it up. Also, their pop, like their Sprite. Oh, I've yeah. heard there's a reason for this, but it's goaded. Like, it is the best Sprite, and apparently their Coca-Cola as well, is the best in the game. Because they do something with the, the temperature of their syrup or something that's, like, Do you like, want to know patented. the fat-ass answer? Because I know why. Yes, okay. Let's <laughs> they, go. Tell me. They, so the Coke, they, they keep their Coke in stainless steel containers. And they do they keep all their syrup and their the carbonated water in... Uh, they keep the syrup at a certain temperature, and then they keep the the carbonated water in like the stainless steel dude i i will definitely agree with you mcdonald's has the best sodas no doubt at all that a, a mcdonald's coke it's great fuck off mcflurry's good they got the good sundays exactly and then you can go with the simple cheeseburger they're they're a junior chicken very good um i mean not if you stack it with a mcdouble and a fish <laughs> play or whatever you had but with a bunch of mayonnaise Oh yeah, that's that's tough. But Fucking yeah, I'm nasty. a big I'm a big proponent of McDonald's. I know it's it's gross, but it, it, we're talking fast food here. So oh, McDonald's. Of course. That's my number two pick, and then my third pick. And this is uh, this one's close to close to home as a Canadian. I couldn't go with a fast food draft without picking Tim Hortons. Uh, I don't know how many Tim Hortons you guys have there. When I've went to them in the states, they're a little different. They're they're make they're called like sandwich shops or something in in the u.s tim hortons they're they're not nearly as good tim hortons here great i mean it's gone it's gone a little bit um like corporatized i guess like it's not quite the same as it used to be but i get my coffee there every day i love tim hortons as a canadian you can't not love tim hortons uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people are starbucks people but i don't really like starbucks coffee i love tim's coffee we also just did a collaboration with justin bieber so they have oh so like the you know, if you have like a donut, the middle of the donut, basically what we call those Timbits. Just like a the little, they, they have them at Dunkin' Donuts too, just a little like circular ball of 
donut, basically. We call them Timbits. <laughs> but then Justin Bieber did a collaboration and made his own flavored ones, and they're called Tim Beeps. Oh, Tim you can Beeps. get some Jim Beeps with some Tim baby Beeps. brew. Oh, sorry, some Tim Bees with some baby brew. <laughs> Tim Beeps. Some, oh, he actually made a cold brew as well, a Justin Bieber cold brew. And so, they didn't call it the baby brew? No baby brew. Oh, fuck. I know. But the Tim Beeps, and they just commercials all the time. So, yeah, it's a big part of being Canadian, getting your getting your Timmies wherever yeah, you I've, go. So I've that's my had, that's my three. I've never had Tim Hortons. I hope that when, you don't. When you lose our draft, me. when you lose our uh, oh yeah, our Hoss League, you're getting Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'm very excited to try all the the top Canadian foods that we don't get down here, or all the poutine? to get some yeah some poutine. Uh, I actually Googled Tim Hortons, Georgia, and April this year, a new coffee chain is coming to Georgia. Here's when you'll start to see Tim Hortons around town. <laughs> oh. So I think we're just now getting them, but I'm very excited to to try that. That's that's a very Canadian pick. I love it because it didn't take away any of my okay. other picks. <laughs> okay. I also want to say I have all, I've shot on McDonald's, but I am not above fast food. I am... I'm as greasy as they come. Okay, I, I don't. In fact, I don't even hate Arby's. I'll eat at Arby's. I don't know if you've ever had Arby's. Arby's, Arby's was on my list, <laughs> dude. It was. Yeah. It, it wasn't in my like top five, but I, I fuck like, with Arby's. They're not bad. The horsey sauce. It's good stuff. The Arby sauce too. Oh, it's so good. And they have a French dip. I love a French dip. We'll see. All right, let's okay. hear your last pick. <sighs> so, I was actually not gonna go Taco Bell interesting because i've i love taco bell i've had taco bell my whole life it's what i think what you how you and your brother kind of do mcdonald's is like how taco bell has been for me like if i've ever been like a night out or whatever and i want fast food it's usually taco bell and it's usually wrong i don't know how taco bells (laughs) are there but my order is usually wrong but oh yeah yeah um the okay yeah so recently I have discovered a new taco fast food place that is, in my opinion, it, it in my opinion is the best fast food taco, and that's Del Taco. That's my number three. I don't know if you've ever had Del Taco, but yeah. I highly recommend it. Their their queso is amazing. They have so many options. You can get like steak burritos. You can get tacos. You can get like all kinds of shit. It is. Fucking fire. I love some Del Taco. It has very quickly become like... Is it Taco Del Mar? No. It's just Del Taco. It's just Del Taco? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of Taco, Taco Del Mar. Del Mar but not, I don't that sounds good, Taco. too. But, yeah, when, whenever... If you lose the league, I, we're going <laughs> to be eating so much shitty fast food. But we'll, I'll also take you to some nice some nice places, too. But, yeah, Del Taco. It's it's amazing. It's it's so good. I I was I could not pick a taco place. Yeah, I love tacos. They're so good. Okay, that's so, yeah. it. That was it. That was good. We did good. Let's go honorable mentions. Ones we didn't get to. Okay. Um, I guess the only other like burger-ish place. Do you guys have Wendy's down there? Bro, that's in my honorable mentions. <laughs> All right, I love Wendy's. They're, <laughs> I they're, fucking their love Their burgers Wendy's. are real good. Their they're burgers nuggets. are actually like, well, yeah, pretty much everything there. It's like just a better quality. It is. Than McDonald's, but I get McDonald's more often. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, you guys probably don't know, I think Mr. Sub is a Canadian company, but do you have, I think you have Firehouse Subs down there? We do. Those are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Subway, just, it's like the McDonald's of subs, just gotten yeah. to, but yeah, 
What would your like favorite sub place be? Uh, Jersey Mike's. I love Jersey Mike's. But it Firehouse Firehouse is second because I don't uh I don't really fuck with Jimmy John's, but I would take Jimmy John's over Subway. I don't I don't like despise Subway. I've had Subway kind of recently. I like subs, but uh definitely Jersey Mike's and then Firehouse. I think I'm Jim, Jersey Mike's and Jimmy John's like they, those two always those are prevalent here. I don't even know if you have them or not. I know like yeah. I them, but uh those two I get them mixed up in my head. So I don't know. One of them is the one where they I think Jersey Mike's is more like prevalent chain, right? There's like Yeah, there's a there's a good amount of Jimmy John's down here too, though. That's a pretty big chain, but Jersey Mike's is way better. I, I like Jimmy John's, but Jersey Mike's is like legitimately good. Um yeah, you Wendy's was in my honorable mentions. I fucking love Wendy's. That was so hard not to pick Wendy's. Uh yeah. they're yeah. dude, they're frosties. Oh my god, with their fries. Uh I was I had Zaxby's on the list, but Zaxby's is barely in my top five. I hate their fries, but their chicken. I don't know if you've I don't think Zaxby's is I had outside it of once the in Florida. I had some yep. chicken thing like <laughs> buffalo chicken fingers, I think, and they were really good. But it could have just been the time. The chicken's very good. Uh but the fries don't love so that it didn't make my list. And you I would be shocked if there's one of these in Canada because I think there's two in Georgia that I'm aware of. There might be three, but it's called it's called Schlotsky's. And they, yeah, they actually, they do like, sand, it's, it's like S-C-H-L-O-T-S-Z, okay. there's, a, there's a Z in there somewhere, and a yeah. K. Uh, they do like sandwiches, uh, you can get like big cookies and stuff, they're, I would, I would put Schlotsky's <laughs> over Jersey Mike's, and you can get pizza, pizza, um, that is... Yeah, French dip. <laughs> so that's, that's headquarters that's is in Atlanta, Georgia. It is, yes. Oh. Yeah, there's it's, three more than 330 franchises throughout the United States. They're so I think it's good. Just the US. So I've never. Yeah, it's cool name though. I would love to take you to Schlotsky's because I, 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 because they're all their bread is like sourdough bread. They bake it in the store. It is, it's better than any of the sub chains to me. And I haven't tried the one that you mentioned. Uh, I would love to try that though because I love some subs. subs. Yeah, I love yeah, some it's subs. It's like a Canadian. It's sort of like a. It is fast food, but it's it's like a better, much better than Subway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh that's the fast good picks food draft. Let's I like see. it. Who wins this one? I don't know if we've got anything else. I think we uh, we actually went a little longer than I thought we would this week. I thought this would be a quick episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. Still haven't done our award show. We're gonna do that before the season restarts. But we're yes. trying to get some good funny. Topics. I think we each we each got a couple. We're we're getting there. So fuck yeah. That's still to come. Um, yeah. You want to plug the socials? Absolutely. Thank you all so much for watching or listening. We are the Harder Soft F1 podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Harder Soft F1. We are posting content there. Uh, multiple times a week on all platforms so check us out follow us and just like and share because that helps us out more than you could probably comprehend so thank you all so much for watching and we'll catch you next week that's it thank you